without a plan, we plan to fail. So we're gonna talk about some strategies, methods we use to recommend how to plan content. What is the market that you actually want to reach? What's actually important for you as the creator? Who do you wanna to talk to? What do I actually talk about on camera if I'm starting a podcast or a YouTube channel? There's a ton of different ways what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Derek Minyard. I'm Jake Bryan. This is episode number two. If you haven't yet heard a, had a chance to dive into episode one, definitely do that. But today we're picking up off the back of that and we're talking about how to plan, how to effectively plan and research topics to actually create content. Because as we know, without a plan, we plan to fail. Some people are so dang good they can riff and just show up and film whatever, but we like to have a plan for a lot of reasons. One of which being, if you actually have a plan, you're going to be more likely to follow through with it and feel confident and actually get it done and feel accomplished when you're done with it. So we're going to talk about some strategies, methods we use to recommend how to plan content, how to come up with ideas, structure it in such a way to assist in the content creation process. Sound cool? Love it. Let's do it. Awesome. Um, before that, we, I'd say a prerequisite is understanding the niche, right? Something that you've talked to me about, Jake, is you've seen agencies just pump out content for people without having any idea who the target market is of, of who they're working with, right? So how would you go about understanding who the market is that we're serving through the content? Yeah, so anytime I'm trying to understand a market in general, first of all, I want to understand the individual, what's important to the person. Yeah. Uh, what is the market that you actually want to reach? Like what's actually important for you as the creator? Who do you want to talk to? Yep. Once you go from there, uh, there's a lot of different ways you can go about it, but what seems to be the best way is to just start already checking who's in your niche, who's already creating content about what around what you're doing. Yeah. What do you like about their content? And what do you hate? <laughs> what do you think is really sucks? What's really good? And then figuring out what is unique about your strategy. So one of the things that um, a lot of great creators say is don't compare in like copy. Yeah. You want to model. And when you model, modeling is basically in this, in this sense is you want to actually research. It's different to compare versus research. Yes. You can actually research what people are already doing. So you don't have to make all the same mistakes. What is, how is it being framed? There's a lot of different questions that we can go deep into this is like, what is your avatar? Like, what's their age? What's their gender? Like, what is their lifestyle? What pains do they have? What problems are they facing? Exactly. All that stuff. Yeah. And that starts to lead into, well, these are all the topics that I could talk about. Okay. And so for a lot of people, as they start a couple episodes or 20 episodes in, they're like, or they just made some content for three months and they're like, wait, I ran out of ideas. So there's a ton of different ways, but you need to start with who is watching your content, who's going to listen to it, and who do you actually want to talk to? And that leads you down a whole rabbit trail of different tactical things you can do yep. to start figuring out what topics to talk about. Absolutely. So prerequisite, guys, understand the niche. That's going to be a great foundational piece before doing the next steps of actually planning your content. And now we're moving into the research phase. And really, guys, research is key here because without it, you're just guessing. You're just completely guessing. You want to know what are people actually searching for when it comes to the topics. You want to align that with your own expertise, what are the things that you're commonly getting asked, the things that you like teaching about and you have a passion for, you could talk about all the time, but making sure that you also factor in some keywords that people are actually searching around those topics too. So we wanna blend those together and we'll kind of talk about how to do that. Uh, but step one, and we, we've talked about this with some of our clients at Femi is kind of building a brain dump list. So it's like, all right, people might ask, well, what do I actually talk about on camera if I'm starting a podcast or a YouTube channel? What do I wanna talk about? Okay. Build a brain dump. And what I mean by that is literally make a just a rapid fire list. Maybe it's a notion document or a pencil and paper in your hand. Talk about what are the frequently asked questions that your own business gets asked quite a lot. 
FAQs and a new term I heard recently called SAQs. Yeah? Should ask questions. What Whoa. are the there's a lot of questions people will say they're like, Well, how do you make pasta? I'm just totally making this up. I'm right. a dude, so don't trust my cooking advice. For the love of God, don't. <laughs> No, disclaimer like yeah okay um but maybe the question is how do you make possible like well what kind of noodles are you working with the question that you should be asking before how do you make pasta is what do i need to buy to make great pasta that's a should ask question versus an faq mm. so and that actually leaves a lot of room for you as the expert to be able to create content generate authority just based off the fact that you actually know what the audience needs rather than just the question they need the answer to absolutely ma'am so starting with faqs SAQs should ask and then maybe some mindset issues beliefs limiting beliefs that your audience has that they that prevent them that you may maybe their common objections on your sales calls that people are they don't believe something that, that they need to believe that is false so correcting that what are all the misconceptions that they have um, things like and then separately hobbies what are the hobbies that you think people need to have to re reach the results that they need uh, what are some things that bother you in the marketplace today? Things that people are getting wrong. Things that people are doing right. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you do? What are things you do regularly to get the results that you claim to get for others? Talk about those things. What are the things that you never, ever do and you would never recommend people to do? Mm -hmm. Some of the things that you've learned along the way, some failures you might have had and the lessons that you might have yielded from that. These are all kinds of things that can just jumpstart. So just list these out. And we really love questions because questions, question answering, FAQ, that, that's just a great breeding ground. You know the market has it, is asking it, and it provides a good short-form opportunity as well to summarize that answer into short-form. So build that master list, right? Then next, start to kind of categorize that list. Clean it up just a little bit. You, know, you start with the broad brush strokes. Now you're bringing in kind of the medium, more detailed brush and... You know, I'm talking Bob Ross when watching him recently. <laughs> love him, love his content. Um, go through that and look for common groupings and themes. These are going to become like your general categories down the line that you'll refer back to time and time again. Okay. And then, you know, further define that in subtopics. Let's say, okay, here's one cat. I've now created five categories. Maybe it's sales, it's operations. It's how to run marketing and advertising tips. It's whatever the five things that I tend to talk about a lot or and then mindset trainings. Now, designate a moment of time to think about each category because that's going to help spawn new ideas. All right, well, I'm going to think deeper specifically about how to do sales. Maybe it's how to overcome objections, how to structure a sales call, the outline. Let that spark new ideas of that specific category and go through that real quick and just write any more ideas related to the category. And when you're going down that whole rabbit trail at the same time, one of the greatest things I've heard about in marketing is when you are trying to build the content for the organic side, you actually want to build content that your audience needs two years before they work with you. Mm. Sometimes if you're really building businesses for the long haul, you need to make sure that your content's actually gearing up your clients to take care of the pains and the problems that they have so that they can be ready to work with you as a client, for example. If you look at somebody like an Alex from Mosey, specifically, who's very, very intentional. If you're very, very intentional about your mission, it really makes everything else easy to know how to do. If you have a marathon, you know that you gotta have the right shoes. You probably need the right type of earbuds. You need the right, the ones that don't hurt. You need the type of iPhone or the type of music player that doesn't die easily or you have the right amount of battery. You're wearing the right, like the right energy stuff. If you need to take Electrolytes, that. gel, You're all thinking that of everything that it takes to complete the marathon. 
content's the exact same way. If you look like some uh, like someone like Hermosley, as I mentioned earlier, he's trying to get people to a place where they can eventually become partners with him. That means that all of his content, he doesn't want to work with people getting to 10K a month. He wants to work with people who are making a million, two million to 10 million a year, minimum, minimum. So he's all of his content has to be around that point to get people ready to work with him. Yep. Your content should be the exact same way. Yes. Figure out what's your end goal in mind. What's the mission that you have for the client that works with you? Once you figure that out, your content's gonna start to have all these ideas because you, now you've got two years worth of pains, problems, life steps, journey, yeah, experience. There's all these issues in FAQs that you deal with with your current clients, mm. but also the people that want to become clients that, that wouldn't be ready for two years. So that's a great question to ask then in the planning process is, what does my I, let my listener need to do in order to become a client of mine down the road? What are all the various steps that they need to take to achieve in their own business or to prepare themselves to be ready to work with me? So you're kind of giving away various secrets and giving away various pieces of education and advice to position them to be ready to work with you down the line. And that's kind of also what we're doing right now is as our listeners know, we actually run content marketing for our clients, but we like to provide the education and the strategy for how to actually do that effectively. And part of that really, we're gonna go through chronologically of our process through these episodes. But first step really is planning, planning effectively. And I, I love thinking about it that way. So from those topics, you've got a bunch of ideas now, plug the main topics and start looking at those on Google, plug them into keyword research tools. If you have a topic around how to build an offer or how to improve your advertising, search that into Google and see what are the recommended questions people are asking similar to those keywords on Google and say, okay, that's gonna rephrase how I title my piece of content, my YouTube episode on this topic. Take it and top it, type it into a thing like ask the answer the public or keywords everywhere and see what specific words around those topics people are Googling and, and including in their searches. Then I like to also once I kind of have an idea of the title then, based on the category and the topic we've created, I like to you know rough that idea and then type it into YouTube next and see, does it generate results that have like at least 10K views? If it doesn't have, if it's pulling up videos that have like zero views or less than 10K, it's people are not searching for that enough for you to title your video that way. But if it has 10K plus, then for me, that's indicating, okay, there's enough of a search volume around this topic that's worth publishing something with that title and that description and those tags and things like that. 100%. And we know searchability is very important in YouTube because it's a search-based platform. But it's that's not necessarily as important on a platform like Reels, for instance, or TikTok that's very feed-based, mm -hmm. right? Yep. How do people find content or what makes it so discoverable on a, on a non-search platform? Yeah, when it comes to Reels, the biggest thing that the platform is looking for is either two, there's basically two ways that the algorithm determines how to get your content to more people. The first side is watch time. If your watch time is really high, it will push it out to more people because it's telling, it's keeping people on the platform for longer. Right. So the thinking that you have to start getting into as a creator is like, what does the platform want? If you want to figure out how to a piece of content is going to blow up, all you have to do is ask the question, well, what does the platform want? Yeah. The platform makes money based off of advertisements. So if they can get people to stay on the actual app or the site, whatever it is longer, they're going to naturally push that content to more people because yep. that gets them more ad dollars. So you've got the watch time side of things. If people watch your video for a long time, they'll push your content to more people. If it, and then the other side of the equation is the engagement side. Now, this is important. I'll break this down a little bit. The engagement is 
somebody's actually putting in information, they're going, they're commenting, they're sharing the post, they're liking the post, they're viewing yeah. the post, coming back to it, they're saving it for yeah. later. Yeah. All of these things are important, but one of the number one ta- like actual tactical pieces to pay attention to, in my opinion, is pay attention to your shares. Your shares are going to be the most high value engagement you can get on a piece of content. Reason is, is that means you're getting free access to other people's uh, audience all the time. So if a piece of content is really good and it goes on somebody else's story, somebody is seeing your content that would have never seen it. And guess what? You didn't even pay an ad dollar for it. So if your content's actually super shareable yeah. or relatable, yeah. people will send it to their friends. They'll post it on their story. What I like to do is someone posts it on their story. I can see it on that little tab on Instagram specifically. And I'll go like their stuff and I'll just send a little fire emoji or something. And they're like, oh my gosh, they engaged with me. So yes. if your posts go viral, they're like, oh, this person's famous or they think they're cool or whatever. Whatever that means, being plugged in with the audience. So yeah. those two pieces are the biggest thing to get a piece of content Whoa. moving through the platform, assuming the piece of content's already is good yeah absolutely that's the foundation and what's fun too is there's ways to kind of engineer and hack those things to go higher so for instance one of our clients we had a, we recently did an analytics report for them and one piece particularly had a bunch more saves than the other pieces of content that we published that week and we always retroactively we publish the previous week's worth of analytics so we're, we send that each week and the reason why, not only was the content great, he was reviewing a bunch of books that have really changed the game in his business and his mindset and his own career growth, but he actually, the reason I think it got so many saves is the actual caption said, you're definitely gonna wanna save this piece. He said, you're gonna wanna save this, and then he goes into the various value books that people should read and hold on to, refer back to later. So calling things out, calling out the action that you would like your audience to take and actually delivering the value so that people will, will trust you and actually want to take that action is really, really fun. Cool. So that's a little bit off track, but thanks for answering that. So then when it, now you've got, basically you've got all your topics, you've got all your categories, you've got a list of data you've got now you're running those topic ideas through keyword tools. You're testing how many searches are they getting on YouTube? feeling confident. Obviously you can use a chat GPT at this point to help kind of freshen up your titles. If you like, you can even come up, say, here's this category. I'm going to talk this and this and this. I'm going to talk about these various things in the category. Are there any things that I could be missing? Sometimes I like to use chat GPT from a, like not fully starting from scratch, but sometimes that's good. But is there anything else that I'm missing in this that I may just want to brush on mm-hmm. and that can spit out a couple new ideas for you? Then you just basically condense that down into a beautiful list of topics and YouTube titles or podcast episode titles on a specific topic. And you've got dozens and dozens to work with so that when come time for shoot date, you're prepared. You know exactly what you need to do from a title wise so that you can phrase and and orient the conversation around that topic consistently. You you feel confident. Then you can go and outline, which we're going to talk about how to outline your content in future episodes, how to script it, how to outline it. Um, but this really helps you a lot. And then next is the hooks piece. So you've got titles and then when it comes time to filming, think of, or think of different hooks that you can use to open up those titles with two or three. There's, and what makes a good hook in your opinion, Jake, a good hook is anything that catches the attention of a viewer. Yeah. Like it can really be anything. So it's not like a fully linear answer, but yeah, my favorite, some of my favorite things that come to mind is something that's polarizing, something that's controversial, something that has a certain amount of numbers or it's the number one failure or mistake. People don't, there's, if you study like human psychology, there's basically two reasons why 
somebody is going to click on your video or there's a couple different ones. There's curiosity, there's fear, and there's interest. Like there's interest and curiosity kind of go hand in hand. But whenever you're creating a hook, it needs to invoke some sort of curiosity. Yep. Like, wait, what are you talking about? What do you mean there's 10 different ways you could, I almost said skin a cat, but I mean, probably. I I, I might click on that. You might, you might, but um, there's, there's all these different reasons why people would click. And so curiosity is the first piece. Fear is like, hey, you've probably been doing this wrong. Like if I had to come up with a hook on the spot, I'd be like, here's five ways that you're probably doing your podcast completely wrong that's stopping you from getting growth. Or if we wanted to refine it, we'd say, here's five ways or here's five things you're doing wrong that's stopping your podcast from growing. Yep. Now you got to stay the whole video if you want to find out all five. Yep. And I'm not going to tell you until you watch the end of the video. Like you're going to have to watch all five. So I'm getting people, I'm kind of starting an open loop. I'm doing yes. curiosity and I'm invoking fear into the viewer. If I can do that with a good hook, that's super helpful. That's if you're creating short form content specifically for a platform. If you're editing, you have to keep this in mind at all times too. If you do not have a good hook and you start with, like I see people all the time, just common mistakes. People are like, and so if you want to do this thing, like, and I heard this thing one time, bro, people, you, you only have maybe half, maybe two seconds to keep someone in your whole video. Promise you, it's not an attention span problem. It's people need a reason to stay on a video. There's millions, millions of hours being oh, thrown yeah. on, on the internet every single day of content. So if your hook doesn't stand out right in the first two seconds, people aren't going to view your content no matter how good it is. If the hook isn't there, they've already swiped. Yep. They've already, you've already three seconds. Chance. Two yeah. to three seconds. Yeah, like, your Tinder gone. profile sucked. It was just, it wasn't a good move, man. You yep. just couldn't get the date, couldn't land it. Sucks for you, man. You ain't getting the girl. Yeah. Sorry. So you've gone through the exercise now. So firstly, Jake, that was fire, by the way. You talk about open loops. You talk about capturing, peaking curiosity, evoking fear, like all these approaches you can take. And there's not any one particular way to do it. A lot of it's gut, guys. So as you go planning out these topics and you have a giant list now, think about the hook that you want to open up with as well so that wing shoot time comes you're ready you've got the topic and the hook even that you can tack on bolt on at the end of your film and you need to test hooks yeah not all hooks are created equal and there's a lot of people who make multiple multiple hooks multiple multiple titles and they switch them after piece of content goes out yep absolutely so after you film oftentimes what we advise our clients is you film your long form episode then just keep the recording going and just jot off one or two extra hooks that you might might come to mind or that you may have written during the planning process we can actually then test that and use that to create a couple of different short form options from and then clip some selected pieces within the long form and test different hooks yep and there's so many ways to then repurpose that and get eyeballs back to the long form back onto your website your your various opt-in pages to collect leads all kind of good stuff cool so then from that you would basically end up with a giant organized list of titles that are researched by category that are relevant to your audience that have keywords that you verified are, are included that people are using in their searches. You've got hooks that are relevant to those categories and those titles. And it's really then you're ready to then begin an outline process. Yep. You can go as simple as use chat GPT to create an outline. Uh, if you just, if it's more of a free flow, but there are some specific outlines that we know work and, and frameworks that we know work for long term videos, for instance, for a, a demonstration or a how-to video. There's there's formats that we go about regularly with that. And we're going to talk about those more so in the next episode, but this episode is really about planning the topics to set yourself up for success. Anything else you want to add to this, Jake? The only thing I would add is if you're going through ChatGPT and you're building in different titles and different things that you like to do, uh, my favorite one of my favorite things is I'm like, hey, here's five, six titles on this topic. 
what are some related videos that actually answer other pains and problems like this pain, this problem, that problem, that problem. And ChatGPT will give me a bunch of different ideas. And I'm like, oh, I never thought about it thinking from that perspective. Yes. Because AI is polling from the entire internet. So you're probably missing out on a couple things that you might be missing out if you're not using AI for just getting ideas. And then yep. that'll give me great titles. And then I'll try to even spice up. I'll give ChatGPT the title and say, how would you invoke more polarization? How would you make this more offensive or polarizing right. to somebody to make them want to list it? Yep. As long as it's not going to affect my reputation, I'm okay with being controversial yep. or polarizing. If it gets the right amount of attention and the right people to click and bring the right people in, take the wrong people out so that I can drive the haters up. Because when I get more haters, then the content starts to move in the right direction. You know, one of our clients too, that, and then on that same analytic report I mentioned earlier, the top YouTube short for that week happened to be the one that had the most haters on it, the most comments saying, this person thinks they know what they're talking about on this specific topic. Well, guess what? That was the highest performing video of the whole week by a long shot. And the, I t we relayed that info to our client. They're like, great, bring it on. I'm going to lean into this topic more because this is obviously what's working. Yep. So that's good. Awesome. Um, and then the only other thing now that that brings to mind too is competition. So as you're going about planning your topics, it's also a good idea to look at your competition, analyze who are they, what are they talking about, because that's kind of a quick, easy way to come up with topics that you can riff off of as well and put your own spin on or talk about things that there is a gap that they're not addressing that they should. Yep. Cool. 100%. So hope this helped, guys. Um, again, we exist to help experts, entrepreneurs grow their businesses through the through the vessel of content marketing. So we are all about doing that for you. Now, if you wouldn't mind, leave us a review if this episode has been helpful. And the next time our episode, we're actually going to dive deeper into the next step is once you've got the topics planned, now how do you script them? How do you outline them to be used for long form for podcasts? We're going to go there. 100%. We'll see you guys on the next one. See you guys.